Cool, we're running this back and discussing the greatest Star Wars movie of all time. If actually my one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, period. man. Empire Strikes Back. Thank you guys for listening to Off Script. We're doing our rewatch series. Brendan, we just watched A New Hope previously. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're actually saying how much we like that movie. Then we watched Empire. I will watch it separately. Then watch the last twenty minutes together. But yeah, this movie this movie is uh as the kids say, schlaps. <laughs> this does schlap. <laughs> as a kid, I will say that you're correct. <laughs> this movie does schlap. Um so we were actually commenting as a children actually let's just do all of our let's let's do all the other stuff first and then we'll just deep dive deep into it. So uh follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and give money to us on Patreon. So <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yep, that's it. Also, uh, get, I'm going to do a mini pitch here. Rise of Skywalker. Get tickets next... Uh, it comes out next week. Get tickets for it uh, now. Uh, that way you're invested. And then we'll listen to the rest of our podcast. I mean, I mean, um, just for your sake. For your sake, to avoid crowds. Uh, but actually, it's probably going to be a pretty big opening weekend. Um, I'd imagine it'd be pretty big. I would think around $200 million. I think it might be a little south of that. Yeah, not as big as Force Awakens, but probably bigger than Last Jedi, I'd imagine. Yeah, I, I, I'm picturing Infinity War made 257 barely beating Force Awakens. I would think less than Infinity War. Yeah, a little bit. Right. But probably more than... But probably less than Force Awakens, too. Mm, yeah, probably probably around the first Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably about right. And that was even huge when that yeah. movie came out, so... so. People are gonna be like, "Oh, it was a bad year." Uh, you know, Disney struggled there, and it's like 190 million. Yeah, you're like, again. Uh, okay. "Okay, that's absurd." Anyway, uh, yeah. So why don't we just kind of jump right in? We're basically just gonna this uh, every other episode we try to come up with something to discuss in terms of format. I think we're just gonna kind of shoot from the hip today because this movie's got a lot to talk about, and it's really cool. So, uh, ready? Yeah, let's roll. Let's do it. Alright, let's just do a from beginning to end. I think that makes this easy. Yeah. And also we can talk about cool aspects. So, um, I'll jump right in. Movie starts off awesome. Probably one of my favorite openings. We get Hoth. Mm. Sick. I, I, I love Hoth. It's probably one of my top three Star Wars planets yep. from a movie. It's just, it's so cool. It, it's... It's literally like if you took Antarctica and then the rebels decided to base on Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, well, why would they base there? Well, no one's going to find them until yeah. they do. Until they do. Um, really cool sequence with the Wampa, too, where Luke then has been, uh, or I'm kidding, Obi-Wan. Uh, he just like, Ben, Ben. <laughs> um, yeah, and then tells him to go to Dagobah. Pretty sick there. Um Man, I don't really know kind of what we want to group everything with, but you know what? Let's forget forget beginning to end. We're gonna re we're gonna throw a little curveball in here. Let's talk about our favorite moments. Okay. So what was one of your good. favorite moments? From Dang, the movie? there's so much. Um, let's talk about the big one real quick. Yeah. Let's talk about how epic um, "I am your father" is. Yeah. Dude, that's that's up there with the best lines ever spoken in movie history. Insane. I think it's got to be up. It's got to be up there. So, top five. Carson argues with mom and dad. Mom's argument is that Rogue One's her favorite Star Wars movie. Carson says Empire Strikes Back, and his reasoning is, you could literally live in a desert uh, village or in the Amazon jungle with no internet access whatsoever, and there's a potential that you've heard the phrase "I am your father." Yeah, yeah. As far as impact, I mean, this movie is 
It's it's the most impactful. It has the most quotes from I think the original trilogy yep. for sure from any of the movies. Um, that's just such an iconic moment, and I imagine George Lucas writing that line was laughing to himself because he knew how much he was going to get these. Lucas and Kasdan wrote the wrote the screenplay, right? Hmm? Lucas and Kasdan didn't they both they wrote the screenplay yeah. together, right? I don't know exactly who wrote that line. I don't know if there's a way of checking out the line, but. Uh, no, I know. I'm sorry. I meant like the script. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cool. So we've got Lawrence Kasdan. I was just making sure that. Um, oh, I got a little text. Oh, my God. I have a friend. <laughs> Guys, I won my fantasy football match by one point today. It was a playoff game, and a friend just texted me and said, uh, you lucky SOB. <laughs> and I will concur. Um, <laughs> anyway, no, let's. Just kind of look at, I guess, the globe, like the impact of this movie worldwide. So, with that line intact, right? So, with the I am your father moment, this basically plots, I mean, movies for 40 years in terms of we have to have three movies. And the second one will almost always be the bad guy wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's iconic, it's revolutionary. Uh, I mean, it's not actually revolutionary. Tolkien did it originally. Um, with Lord of the Rings, so I'm not going to say it that far, but I mean, it's a worldwide phen- phenomenon. Star Wars is the first one, and then Empire Strikes Back comes out. Everyone goes and sees it. All the kids that went and saw the first one are definitely going to see the second, mm-hmm. and the second one actually is a better movie, in my opinion, than the first. Yeah. Rarely do we see that. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, except for Shrek. That franchise, Hilarious. the second movie is better than the first. Really? Actually, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's better by like two, yeah, don't two percentage points. That's like on. Um, but I actually, I mean, I actually. That's like Toy Story. <laughs> Toy Story Two is ranked like one Rotten Tomato point higher than Toy Story One. That's like, well, weird. Technically, it's better. I'm like, oh, I mean, not really. <laughs> Watch our Pixar playoffs. Oh, good podcast, episode. And you can find out what we so. thought about that. Um, but, I mean, it was just crazy. I mean, I I would have loved to be there in 1980 to watch this movie having watched the first one and then just walk out of theater somehow more excited yeah. for the third movie. And that's the goal. You try to keep everyone excited momentum. for the next movie. Just build momentum. With that in mind, we watched this, I watched this movie and I'm sure Brendan, you tried to do it too. And it it's, it's tough, but I try to watch these movies with acting as if we have no understanding of what's happened previously. Okay. So we know Star Wars exists, but we act as if we haven't seen this movie before, right? So this is our first viewing of it going into the theater. So if this is my first viewing going in, and I hear the I am your father moment. So uh, last episode, we talked briefly about how Vader, um, you don't really know what he is. I think he's a person because he's breathing, but he's covered in armor. Yeah. And in this one, we get a confirmation with his head. And we also get the mm-hmm. Emperor, so we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But yeah. awesome way just to end it with, it turns out the villain is, you know, it, I mean, it's a soap opera, Essentially, mm. what they create there, yeah. but with lightsabers, um, <laughs> space opera <laughs> yeah, for real. I don't really. We'll get into some of the other aspects in terms of Return of the Jedi later, but let's uh, pivot on over. Before we'll get into some more Vader. I think Vader. This is his best movie, by the way. I think it's it's definitely up there with his best. He gets, I think, the most lines. Actually, let's talk about the Empire. The whole Empire, and yeah. let's just go right in. The Empire, dude. You do not want to be promoted to admiral. No way. There's so much pressure on you. That's the worst promotion you can get. Yeah. And I know most promotions are good. That's not. It's no, not good. No. Like no. you, I would turn it down. 
the my favorite watching guy. What my other admiral friend dropped dead in front of me. Dude, the best admiral guy is the one where the Millennium Falcon is that goes and hides on the back of the ship, and he's like, "I'll go report to Lord Vader that we can't find it anymore." And you're like, "Oh, you're dead." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice knowing you. Yeah. He might as well say, I'm going to go shoot myself now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a little like, do you mind having someone just eject me from in this yeah. space? Thank you. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen when I mean, you come back and tell them you lost the ship? <laughs> I think it'd be better off if you were just like, Lord Vader, we had the ship the entire time, but Store Trooper 1846B, they shoved me at the last second, and we definitely would have had him. FN2187, FN you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, the Empire, they kind of are incompetent except Vader's hyper competent he's actually ranked on AFI's top movie villains he is ranked number two behind Hannibal Lecter which I actually disagree with yeah that's um, mm. Lecter isn't a villain in that movie Buffalo or um not Buffalo what is it Buffalo Bill is that his name anyway know. doesn't matter uh, he's number uh, Lecter's not the villain in that movie he's just a cannibal who's like a serial killer um, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yeah <laughs> Contradictory to most people, but actually not. Uh, and then in this movie, uh, Vader's an actual true villain in every sense of the word. So yeah. my Uncle Scott once said it, and I think he's right, spot on, spot on on this. He said what makes this movie great is it's in the entire time it's Luke is doing his own thing. And it's like learning and gaining knowledge on his end about Jedi and this mystical power. But more important, the Han Solo aspect is they're being chased. They're constantly on the run trying to just basically outmaneuver the Empire mm-hmm. until it catches up to them. And it's like, yeah, like you're always on your feet trying to figure out what's going to happen next. And the fact that they think they're safe and they're actually in the belly of the beast. Yeah. It's crazy. Very interesting, um, interesting concept. So let's take a look now at our rebel friends. Um, I guess, what did you like best about the movie? Um, oh, also, kind of when the Emperor, yeah, we get to see him for the first time. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. Super yeah. interesting. I mean, it's just a small detail. It's a small little cameo, but we get to see the Emperor. And we get to find that the Emperor is also a human. Um, yes. Who is very much real. And who is very much, we assume, more powerful than Vader is. And even that is hard to believe. Yeah. Seeing how, obviously, powerful Vader is. So, really cool to see the Emperor... I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot he's, he's in this really little game. Yep. Yeah, you know? um, so that's really cool. But So I guess, well, yeah, let's, just, let's actually go to the parts that we just like because this is a lot to kind of digest. Um, so what character do you just want to kind of dive into next? Oh, man. Um, I feel like a character that is very interesting in this movie is Han. Yeah, I love it. Say more. Very interesting. Um... I really like the whole plot line of he keeps trying to leave and then something happens where he can't leave. I think that's classic Han. Like, he wants to leave and has to leave, but he really doesn't want to leave. And he'll kind of really find any excuse to leave. And it seems like an accident, but in reality, he really cares about the people and he doesn't want to leave. That's like, that's what I saw watching the movie again. Yeah. That I never really saw before. Because it seemed like, oh, he's not leaving because, you know, he's, things are happening. Like, Darth Vader's coming. And Han's the guy at the party you go to, right? And everybody knows that person who complains about how boring the party is but never leaves because they actually are really yeah. having a good time. <laughs> That's so true. I've got, like, so That's many true. other things I could do right now. It's like, why don't you go do them? Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
They're like, <laughs> and Jabba's got a price on my head. Well, you should go. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know. He's not really here. I mean, there's after me right yeah, now. Yeah, chilling I, just, I just got a smooch from that girl over there. So yeah. things are looking up for old yeah, Han. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, Han's cool. Uh, just walking through, he actually uses the lightsaber in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually, it's a funny line, but him doing that to Luke, cool. Like it sets. I don't know why, but Han's character. In my favorite line, I think, from this, even as a kid, because he says a bad word, and I was like, oh, yes. But I love when they say, like, you'll freeze out there, right? Mm. Or your tauntaun will die yeah. and starve. And he's like, perfect, well, I'll see you in hell. <laughs> and just leaves. Whoa. And it's <laughs> like, oh, okay, we're setting the tone here. Yeah. And basically, he's like, I'm going to get my friend. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to let him just Very, very different than what we saw in A New Hope. Very yeah. different. He is very... Person, he like has more personal relationships now. I mean, it's been I assume it's three years, right, or around there. Yeah, How that's fine. Let's been? just yeah. say three years. Yeah, even like two years and three years since A New Hope. He's clearly it could be like the Last Jedi, where it's like two hours after. Yeah, yeah basically. Um, where like basically this this is his family now. Like this is the closest thing he has to family. Yeah, and it's super interesting to watch his character grow in that way, and I think that's that's important step in, in in making him in taking him away from just being a bad boy and into a character that is actually a memorable character and not just for comedy what does she say to him where it's basically i don't care if you leave and he's like yes you do yeah and it's basically. like it, but the two of them where it's you know i want you to leave do you mean that <laughs> you know it's yeah. so back and forth, and I mean, honestly, it's very much how two people feel like when they think they're in love and they aren't really sure, and <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, do we can we do this? I don't know if I want to. Um, it all culminates in, I mean, my in my opinion, man, not the best, but it's one of my favorite lines in cinema. It's all like top three Star Wars. Mm. I love when she looks at him and just is like, "I love you." He's like, "I know," because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> she thinks he's dying. Yeah. They think that he's like, he thinks he, like he's about to die. Yeah. That's crazy. Awesome, by the way. Awesome. Harrison Ford <laughs> did that really? by himself. Yeah. Where the line he's supposed to say back, I love you too. Yeah. And he says, yeah, Han's not saying that. Yeah. That's and so on classic, the spot, right? he says, I know. And then smirks. Man, this movie's really good. All right. Um, what else about Han do we like this movie? Uh, him and Chewie, dude. Chewie's way more interesting in. For real. Empire. He's so interesting. And. He's not just a sidekick anymore, it feels like. Because he actually has, like, a job to do this whole movie. Like, when Han's about to die, he says, like, you have to take care of her. Yeah. Because your job now. And also, you know, Chewie has to, like, fix the Falcon a bunch of times. And yeah, for Put C-3PO back together. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, he kind of keeps the family running in a lot of ways. Yeah. It keeps the family operational. <laughs> Meanwhile, C-3PO, we'll talk about him later, I'm sure, for a little bit. He is... All over the map. He's all over the map in this movie. Chewie is very much focused as a character, and I think George Lucas kind of figured out what he wanted to do with Chewie's character. I feel like in A New Hope, he was just kind of supposed to be a sidekick, cool-looking, like another alien character. Yeah. But that was like on one side. of the highlighted alien characters. Yes. But now he's actually, a, he's more of a human. Well, you know what I love is in this movie, and this is, I think, one point where we definitely agree on, is... The first movie, they tested out a lot of ideas. And I think they did a great job of amplifying the pieces that they liked a lot in the first one and people wanted to see more of. 
So let's take uh, Guardians 1 and Guardians 2. All right, mm-hmm. this is my this is my comparison there. Guardians two, in my opinion, was very much a oh, we, you know, everyone loved dancing baby Groot. So what we're we gonna do? <laughs> we're gonna give them a lot of baby Groot. Um, people loved when Groot didn't understand what we were saying. So we're we gonna do we're gonna do a lot of that. Um, people like Rocket kind of being obnoxious. Anyway, you, you see what I'm saying. In this movie, they do a great job of emphasizing these extra characters. So R2 is back to his usual shenanigans. Mm. C-3PO is actually like even more annoying, but not at all. And that's because <laughs> it's like way more peril. Yeah. And it's like actually he's right. Yeah. Chewbacca, way more interesting. Leia has more to do. Mm-hmm. They just all these extra characters are built out and just feel, I guess, more realistic, more robust. Definitely. Definitely feel more realistic. It it seems like they all, it seems like that this things would actually happen. There's some parts in A New Hope where it's like uh, I don't know if that's entirely yeah. believable. And this movie, you're like, okay, I could definitely see all that stuff happening. Yes, definitely. Very, it feels like a family. And right from the beginning, like most of the, the pretty much all of the characters you see are either Han, Luke, Leia, Chewie, yeah. or C3PO, or R2D2. Like those are the only characters you pretty much see at the beginning. And I love the scene where after Luke comes out of the tank after he gets his mm-hmm. his hand chopped off, and they're all like standing around each other, like talking about like how Han's gonna leave, and then he's like, "Oh, after the Wampa." Yeah, and and Chewie's like growls, and then Han's like, "Oh, well, you missed it." And, like, yeah. we, her and I shared a very nice moment in the corridor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. fuzzball. Good line. Who's scruffy looking? Great, great line. <laughs> Scruffy looking nerfer. Such a good line. Oh, scruffy looking, yeah. <laughs> this whole movie really, man, it really humanizes, I think, all the characters a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, with that in mind, let's talk about Leia a little bit more. Leia's way, way more interesting. We promise we talk about her more in this movie. And I think it makes sense why we would talk about her more. Her character, and yeah, sure, like, she's a princess, she's in love. I mean, I know some people get tired of that trope. But... Her character is kind of a no nonsense. I mean, ha or uh, Han, Lando's all into her, and she's like, "Okay, I think I you're a creep. Let's get out of here." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It, it's just it's very <laughs> like all right, we like Han. I trust you, but we have got to figure this thing out um, sooner than later. And and I think it's just really the dynamic between all the characters on the Millennium Falcon. So the Chewie-Han relationship, C-3PO, R2-D2, Han, Leia, like, all of them, they're just more interesting. And I, I give George and everybody credit. The lines and dialogue just kind of flow better. Yeah. And I think it's so awesome that we find out the whole time that they're actually in the belly of a giant worm. <laughs> yeah, it's that was crazy. Well, I, I, I forgot, honestly, about that. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that you kind of tend to overlook about the movie. You're like, oh, wasn't He's expecting like, oh, that. Yeah. And it's it's one of, it's really cool because rewatching it, the whole point of rewatching it is to f- watch things that you forgot about. It's the whole point of rewatching movies, obviously. And that was a cool little detail. I forgot about that they were literally flew down the mouth of a giant yeah. centipede. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, yeah, like mouth of John Magnano, the guy. Basically, just a mouth <laughs> with a neck. <laughs> um, but yeah, then we also get just different looks at Tie Fighters where they're bombing the meteors, trying to get an idea of mm. where they could be and. It it just shows, I guess, Vader is so on just such a warpath to get Luke. Mm-hmm. And and you wonder why, of course. And this movie's focuses on that where the first movie doesn't, and it's very clear they didn't know they're gonna get a sequel. <laughs> yeah, they had no idea. Yeah. I mean the first movie ends 
like it could end right there and you, you didn't have to do any more movies. It would be a great standalone movie. You'd never have to do sequels. It would work perfectly fine. Yep. That's the way the script was designed. They had no idea it was going to blow up like this. No idea. They couldn't possibly have any idea that was going to happen. Nope, nope, So, nope. and I think it's, they did actually a really good job of making a sequel out of not much setup. Hmm? Um, pretty much at all. Other than there's like this ambiguous force thing, what is it? And, you know, who is Ben Kenobi, honestly. Right. We still don't really know who Ben Kenobi is. And we don't really know who he is until the prequels. Yeah, that's I would definitely <laughs> agree with that. Uh, let's look at with Ben in mind. You let's kind of dive a little bit deeper into Luke. So Luke, we see, has actually been training more in the Force because early mm-hmm. on he's able to get the lightsaber away from the Wampa while he's upside down. Sweet scene, by the way. Yeah, we haven't really talked really, about that. Really, really cool. Yeah, cool way to start it off is Luke actually gets definitely. attacked, and now it's it, and it shows like right away how he's already gaining more Force abilities by just basically being a force user and knowing yeah. it exists with inside of him. The yeah. fact that he's able to use the force now and, you know, force his lightsaber in and use it somewhat well. Yeah. Uh, is pretty, it's pretty cool. I, I really do like that scene. I, I really like it where he's, I mean, he's basically, he's like, he's stuck there. He's like, how am I going to get down? Oh, yeah. there's my lightsaber right there. Yep. Super cool. Yep. And then uh, looking, I guess, at the next uh, moment that we get with Luke is actually so after he's back in the uh, out of the back to tank and then goes into the pilot mode again to fight the Empire um, we see him take it down in AT-AT by himself yeah really <laughs> he almost gets actually. crushed first of yeah, all yeah. that was interesting that was... he almost gets like destroyed who's the poor guy that's behind him that definitely gets destroyed oh uh, Dak Dak dude alright real talk family guy family guy was uh, did the something 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 dark side and in there, it's uh, Dak's like, I feel like I can take on the whole empire. And he says that in the actual movie. Yeah. And Chris is like, really? Hey, guys, Dak's got this one. Yeah! <laughs> and then he's like, suck it. And then like gets on the plane, goes up, right? And then he's got the whole empire facing him down. He's like, hey, in- Imperial Fleet, get ready to suck some Dak. And all you see <laughs> is one laser go out. And it's like, pew. And then it hits the ship and it's like, pew. <laughs> and then I like dead like yeah but yeah poor Dak gets um, <laughs> Dak gets uh, squashed by an adder so Dak all, had the most important job of that whole mission all terrain armored oh tactical <laughs> I don't know, I no, have no idea all terrain armored oh I knew this the other day <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry world I'll google it Sports utility vehicle. No, I'm kidding. Sorry. Bad at. All terrain oh. armored transport. Ah. No, he's not an idiot. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, let's jump on over. I guess Luke. Let's talk about Luke and Luke and Yoda for real. Because Luke decides he's gonna go on his own to do some Jedi training. Yoda makes this movie what it is. Mm-hmm. It it does like if Yoda wasn't in this movie. Like, he gives the Jedi legitimacy, I think. While being a complete goofball. And it's so funny because the Force is this super ambiguous thing that we have no idea what it is. And we show up to meet the most powerful Jedi Master, and he's literally, like, 
a Muppet. Yes! <laughs> like, he's literally a Muppet. He's literally one of those Muppet, those two Muppet guys that sit up in the press box and make fun of the Muppets, the Muppet show. He's literally one of those guys. It's but so funny. I, I love, I love that analogy, actually. He, I mean, he actually is a Muppet, but, yeah. <laughs> he's a literally Muppet, but, like, he's a Muppet. <laughs> I think Yoda's got some, by the way, Yoda has some banger lines in this movie, though. So, yeah, we see the second Jedi now, where it's, um, even I love when, um, He's talking to uh, Luke in a little hut, like, right? And Luke's like, what are we doing? We're completely wasting our time. And you just see all of a sudden he goes from being this quirky, weird little green toad to, oh, no, like, he's very calm, soothing, and stern and focused. Yeah. And he's like, I want you to train me. He's like, you know. One of my favorite parts of the entire movie, and rewatching it especially, is when... Luke says something like, we're wasting our time. And then Yoda literally turns and like almost breaks the fourth yes. wall and goes, I can't train him. He's too impatient. And then like Ben Kenobi's voice, he's just like, wasn't I when you were training me? And I was like, oh shoot, that is sick. That is a sick shot, a sick yeah. line. Where he like almost breaks the fourth wall in that movie. Um, Favorite Yoda lines are, I don't think I have So like before. if you're going to go by a plush Yoda toy that makes noise when you touch it, touch his hand. Oh, I like that. What are the four presets that mm. it comes with? Alright, so one that's not honorable mention. Luke says, I'm looking for a great Jedi warrior. And he says, war does not make one great. Mm-hmm. I just love that line. I yeah. think it's actually incredibly powerful. And I think that also lines up with the prequels. We've done rewatches yeah. of those. Yoda doesn't like the war. It's yeah. a necessary thing. He doesn't like it. And but he's says, also he meditating every six seconds. So, so it kind of helps. He doesn't, he's not really involved. Uh, so. Alright, so why don't we give are we can both agree on number one right for sure i do it, yeah. yeah do or do not there is no try yep that's number one for sure that's definitely on the little plush okay plush yoda toy. that's actually really i like this this is fun all right number two um is luke saying i can't believe it or i don't believe it and yoda's saying that is why you fail that's, why, that's a really good one also that is my that is such a great line yeah that is so good i mean yeah, in the whole scene, the whole sequence, this whole movie is so awesome. As a kid, I love the colors of like the prequels. Man, I remember watching this at twenty and was like, "Wow!" I hadn't seen these movies in years, and it was just, I mean, taken aback by how mm-hmm. not deep, I guess, but just so powerful a lot of that stuff is. All right, um, number three. I I really like the whole spiel about what the like his basically definition of the force. That's a really good little spiel about, like, the force surrounds us. Like, you're not just this, um, you're, like, we're all luminous beings. You're not yeah. this this mortal piece yes. of flesh. We're all luminous beings, and the force gives us life. It's really cool. I don't know yep. if that would be on a Yoda toy necessarily, but I really like that one. That's a good one. Um, what's, what's the line he says when they're walking in where Luke says, what's in there? And he's talking yeah. about the, like, little prophesized mm-hmm. um, hole or whatever it is. What is uh? What does Yoda say? Oh, man, that's I don't oh no, no, it's the weapon. Where Luke goes to take his lightsaber, and he says, yeah. "No, no, no, like leave it. Uh, you will, yeah. like you will not need it." Yeah, that's good. There's um, another interesting line. Judge me by my size. You do is another good line. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, where he says, um, uh, where Luke is about to leave, and he says, "There is another." Yeah. Good one. Mm. Uh, cool. The hate leads to anger. 
That was in the first one. That right? was in the first one? Yeah, that's not in this one. Is that from the prequels? Yeah, it's from the prequels. Oh, well, that's still a good line. It is a good line. <laughs> and yeah, like in our plush, on our plush okay, show, definitely a, there's yes. definitely a line that he says as Luke is leaving to go to fight Vader. There's definitely another line that he drops. Um, I'm looking up some different Yoda lines. This is actually... Oh, here you go. I got you. Um, this goes back to my do or do not. There's no try. Um, they're not do or do. It's, uh, that's why you fail. So there you go. Ready? Um, all right, Luke. Uh, we'll never get it out now. I'm talking about his X-Wing. Okay? Yoda, so certain are you. Always, always, um, always with you. What cannot be done? Hear you nothing that I say. God, this is so tough reading mm-hmm. these lines. Uh, Master moving stands around as one thing, but this is totally different. That's a good, yeah. No, no different. Only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned. All right, I'll give it a try. No, you know, try try not. Do or do not, there is no try. Okay, Uh, I can't. And then there's your line. Size matters, uh, it's Mm. too big. Size matters not. Look at me. Judge me by uh, my size, do you? Um, And it's like, hmm? Yeah. And while you should not, uh, for my ally is the force and a powerful ally it is. Yeah, it's a good line. Yes. There you go. Life creates it. Yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Yes. Good man. Good line. Um, Luke, you must complete the training. Mm -hmm. I think that's good. I have to get like, uh, I can't keep the vision out of my head. They're my friends. I've got to help them. You must not go. But Han and Leia will die if I don't. You don't know that. Even uh, or Obi Wan, even Yoda cannot see their fate. And then um, Yoda, good line. Yes, yes to Obi Wan. You listen. The cave. Remember your failure at the cave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does he say in the cave? Patience, of course, doesn't work. There is another Yoda way to be really big. Yoda's whole thing, I think, in this whole all these movies is just being vague. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's good. We're, we've covered a lot of them. So, yeah. point is, Yoda, man, sick. Uh, so we we find out from kind of, a, I think, him as a character, and I'll ask it. Jedi clearly went into exile, but man, Jedi do not live great. Like, imagine the prequels don't exist. Mm-hmm. Jedi don't live very good lives. Nope. They don't. Luke is training to be either a hermit in the middle of a desert, or Yoda stuck a on Dagobah. A hermit in the middle of a, the Amazon jungle, basically. <laughs> yeah. You're a hermit, either way. I mean. Yeah. There's also only two Jedi, as far as we know. Right. Like, right. actually, that are currently alive. I mean... Just that. In reality, there's five that are currently alive. All right, so, question for you. Looking back, let's just take the whole series into account. Would Obi-Wan or Yoda have actually trained Luke? Had they not, like, died? I, I think, I mean... No, and not even that. Like, I know that they made these movies first, so you can't, but... I think there's a part of me that thinks Obi-Wan's like, I'm not training him. Yeah. Look at what happened to us. Definitely not. Yeah, no. I don't want him to... You know, that's more like the Ian McGregor version. Mm-hmm. Um, and not saying that's not sacrilegious, but you know, for them, it's why would we? Look at us. Mm. Or sh- I mean, we, or we can't even go out in public. Yeah. Just tough. tough. All right, uh, Brendan. We get the fight scene between Vader and Luke. So we get to Bespin. Oh, one. Is Lando a scumbag or... A scumbag. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a scumbag. <laughs> but he's a he's a charismatic scumbag. Was that a... Like, all right, of all time bad moves, 
Lando's move ranks one to ten, one being lowest, ten being God, you're a piece of crap. Where does his move rank? Um, I'm gonna give it an eight and a half. That's very good because like he didn't like I didn't have I, he they came right before you did. I had no choice. I mean, you also had a choice to fight back, but I mean that. Yeah, seeing Vader, I could understand why you wouldn't do that, <laughs> but probably not a great idea. But, I mean, like, just whenever Vader shows up, just being like, yes, I will surrender, and I will help you capture my friend, and, yeah, I will lead Luke to his uh, death. Yep. Much. Yep. All right, Lando. <laughs> Boba Fett, overrated, underrated, rightly rated. In this movie, he is perfectly... I. Th- Here's the thing. I think the allure of Boba Fett is what makes him popular. In the movies, he's overrated because he doesn't do much. Okay. I think episode six, he does a little more. And we'll get to that. Yeah, oh, that sucks, by the way. Yeah. That's a sucky end. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, I mean, I, I remember when they were going to do a Boba Fett movie. Uh, they might still. They might still. It might be. I, I, might think, ev- I think Plus. eventually they might resurrect it on Disney Plus as, yeah. as a show. Agreed. But uh, I think that would be super interesting. But, um, I mean, especially because we don't really have him at all. Like, you, you know that Boba Fett actually got introduced in the Star Wars Holiday Special? Yes, I was told that. Very interesting. Yeah, that was his first appearance in the Star Wars Christmas Special, and then he appeared in Empire Strikes Back. Sick. Which is really funny that Sick. that happened. Also, the Mandalorian, the weapon he carries around, is actually what Boba Fett uses in the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, I can't wow. remember if I mentioned that on the podcast. Oh, I think I did. Yeah, I think you did. Anyway. More Star Wars Holiday Special stuff. But, uh, yeah, Boba Fett, I think, is an overrated character. I mean, he's cool, but, like, he's not... Han Solo level cool and or by any means or anything like that. Yeah, fair enough. All right, just want to double check there. So, yeah. um, all right. So, last thing we really have to talk about is the lightsaber fight, and then we're done. So, yeah. uh, lightsaber, we get actually a pretty sweet lightsaber fight considering the first movie. We get Obi Wan and Vader just kind of standing still. Um, I think <laughs> that this is actually my favorite fight between the two mm. um, of all the movies. And it's between Vader and Luke. Vader and Luke, okay. yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think actually I do know. Who am I kidding? I think we get Luke is in training, but you see that he's actually he's getting better. I mean, he jumps straight up out of the. Um, yeah, he jumps high. Yeah. Well, uh, the carbon freezing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The uh, no carbon freezing there. He avoids it. Vader all too easy. Nope, jump straight out. Fights Vader pretty good, right? But yeah. Vader feels like he's toying with him, and that's why I think I like this one. Yeah, because it feels very much like I'm still. It's like Vader's it. hesitating almost because he, he just know like he's hesitating one practically because he doesn't want to kill him because the Emperor wants Luke, but second he has to know that he's his son. Yeah, he doesn't really go hard until the end. Yeah, but at the same time he's he's a Sith Lord, so like he's gonna go. Yeah. He's gonna I think go it's hard. awesome where. He cuts off, um, so or not cut, cuts off his arm, but Luke basically bests him and goes and hits him in the side, right? Mm. And Vader like recoils, and then you see him just like, all right, yeah, he like he clicks there. He's like, all right, I'm done messing around. Let's yeah. go for it. Because then he comes out the next scene, tries to ambush him. Yes, almost cuts his head off, and then just goes crazy down that like hallway, like cutting. Yep. That reminded me a lot of Rogue One. Yeah, with the scene of Vader. A super aggressive Vader, and you only really see that when he's kind of pissed off. Yep. 
Uh, he's pissed off in Rogue One because he's the Death Star plans are about to get in the hands of the Rebels, so he's pissed off and wants to stop it himself. Basically, when he takes matters into his own hands, yeah, he's a, he's 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 really overpowered. I think a lot of that, like watching the pre, treating the prequels as their canon because they are watching those, knowing that George Lucas had made those original movies and then wrote the prequels instead, so they're all canon. They work together. Mm-hmm. It really actually makes sense why he. Well, why Vader isn't, like, just trying to mash everybody to pieces. Yeah, it's because yeah, yeah. he's still a Jedi in training, and he really didn't become a Sith because of the anger. That's an interesting way to put it. Um, he but, kind of resorts to anger when things aren't going his way. And you see that with Anakin in the prequels as well, I think. So, I am going to ask you... That's actually a very good point. I'm not even going to go into that, because I like it. That's very interesting. I want to point out one flaw I saw in this movie and then future canon, more importantly. Mm-hmm. Where in the world do they get Luke's lightsaber back? Oh! oh. All right, here we go. Wikipedia. All right, so... Give me a second. If you guys recall in The Force Awakens... So, in this movie, his arm gets cut off, the lightsaber falls down with his arm, Okay. And then Vader does the iconic I'm your father line. Um, And we end up with the lightsaber, though, basically at the bottom of Cloud City. However, in The Force Awakens, the lightsaber is sitting in a box in Maz's cantina. So here is the interesting thing. The lightsaber was then recovered by a scavenger after it fell off. Convenient. The details of how it got from the scavenger to the hands of Moscow are murky, but we know that her home on Takodana uh, is relatively close to Bespin. Convenient as well. <laughs> Retcon. So it wouldn't be unreasonable for her to come across it randomly. Force Awakens, you disappoint me. Yep. It's okay. <laughs> we'll get uh, to that. We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, all right, so to, I guess, end this podcast, because this was actually a shorter one. Uh, there's not... It didn't feel like there's so much to go into here. Go back and rewatch the movie. Movie's awesome. Really awesome. So, so cool. what are kind of our lasting thoughts? Let's talk about the le- like big picture legacy of this movie. And my hottest of hot takes. This is the best Star Wars movie until Rogue One comes out. Rogue One is my only comparable movie in terms of quality yeah. for this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So Star Wars fans, in my opinion, are living, and I'm not picking on them. I love Star Wars. We clearly love Star Wars. Star Wars, the first one, and then the second one, are two of the best movies back to back, ever. Okay. Now there is a lot of people though that would that maybe say Return is really good. I don't know. My argument is there isn't a great Star Wars movie again until Rogue One happens. How many years is that until that happens? What, 2017? 35 years. 37. 37 years. That's crazy. I mean, if you really think about it, I, I think you're I think you're dead on. I mean, Return is close. But I, I think, I would actually, I think Rogue One is probably better than Return of the Jedi. I mean, it has, I feel like it's it's just a better movie, like watching it. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, yeah. This, I mean, this, I mean, it's hard to hold a candle of this movie. It, it really is. So, um, in yeah. terms of the bigger Star Wars universe, uh, this movie sets the stage for ev- not everything, but a lot. A mm. lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So, uh, what was your personal 
So let's go from a kid to now. Favorite moment as a kid in this movie. Favorite moment now. Oh, man. Um, so I didn't really watch these movies until I was like nine or ten, oh, okay. I think. So I was pretty an, an older kid when I watched the movies. Um, my favorite part of the movies like was Hoth. That's one thing I really liked as a yep. kid. Love that thing. I had a bunch of action figures and stuff with that. Uh, Yoda, obviously. And I really also liked Han. I liked Han a lot in the movies. And I also really liked the whole like carbon freezing thing. Yeah, that's cool. I really thought that was really cool, how they could survive, but be like transported Dude, around. I loved Han's little like um, jacket that he wears at Hoth. Yeah. With the big furry hood. Oh, yeah. For that's sure. just cool. Yeah. Where can I get that jacket? Uh, pretty much anywhere. <laughs> Carson got like one of those little action figures, and that was the version of Han yep. he got. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was it one of the full size action figures or like the Imaginex one? No, it was like more the Imaginex. Like, yeah. Wait, it's the big That's what I, I the like the Imaginex one. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. I do no, know it's like the about. big heads. Yeah, That's big what heads. It was. Yep. Yeah. I totally know what you're talking yep. about. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And then he got a Darth Maul one, which Ooh. I had on my office desk for a while. So, <laughs> not that anymore. It's back in Virginia. Um, yeah, good answers. I think right now the best part of the movies is Yoda to me, and then Vader. Is, yeah. Vader's relentless mm-hmm. chase. Uh, and then as a kid, I loved Hoth. The adats were really cool. And mm, probably the lightsaber battle. Lightsaber's always sweet. Yeah. You can't go wrong there. That's all you're looking for is a lightsaber battle. Seriously. So. Seriously. All right. Well, that is everything I yeah. want to talk about. Weird. Same here. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. This is our, actually our shortest rewatch. Yeah. And Visual. honestly, man, like, it's such a good movie. It's like, hard to really... It's hard, because yeah. we're just literally, like, summarizing it pretty much, down, boiling it down for you guys, just talking about how amazing a movie this is. Now. Yeah, visually, it. it's very, very well done. There's, like, maybe four moments, yeah. I think, throughout the entire thing. I was like, eh. Yeah. This is also, like, the movie that George doesn't touch up as much. Like, the least movie he... And I yes. think that's on purpose. I think he... I think he was like, yeah, I'm not really going to touch this movie. I mean, he adds a couple things oh, in there. Oh, God. We aren't even going to... We, we're going to watch the Hayden Christensen version next movie, but I just want to say that I think that's awful. Yeah. That, that before we even... That is actually going to be my number one. Connor, I need to have a... Here's what we need to start doing. We need to start having, like, segments. So we should start with having a Connor's Grievance. <laughs> the airing of grievances. Honestly. <laughs> Uh, Festivus. Actually, dude, that'd be perfect. We so every time like airing of grievances. Brendan, Just get it all start. out right at the beginning. Yep. Get it all. Brendan, out. what did you hate? Go. <laughs> I start every podcast like so. What you hate about the movie? <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. Uh, it's like knives out. Oh, what's your grievance? Uh, Chris Evans doesn't look as jacked as he probably is. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, not really anything else. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We'll have Return of the Jedi out in two days. Yeah, um, Friday. Friday, and then guys, a week from basically a week from tonight, which is Wednesday, a week from tonight, we have the Force Awakens coming out. Well, it's next Thursday technically, but yeah, yeah. So we are going to see it opening night. You mean Rise of Skywalker? Rise of Skywalker, or whatever. <laughs> it's all the same. The Force Awakens podcast will be out next Monday. Weird. I was so stoked for last show. I remember, like, I mean, actually, I was here for it. I was very excited. Yeah. I was like, yes. And this one, I'm like, eh, it'll be fun. <laughs> I yeah. hope it's a decent movie. Yeah, I, I really, I I actually have a lot of hope for this movie, and it's because I feel like I feel like they're trying their very best to not copy Return of the Jedi, <laughs> and that could either be a disaster or actually pretty good. Yeah. 
because I haven't really heard a lot of, like, I mean, I've watched the trailers and everything, but, like, they've been secretive. Yeah, J.J. Abrams. That's kind of his thing. He doesn't show off a lot in his trailers. But I have hope because it doesn't seem like they're trying to overthink things in this movie. I hope not. It, it really seems like this movie is focused on the entire series. It always should have been about... This movie should always be about culminating all nine movies if this is the last movie in the Skywalker saga. And yeah. as Connor said, it's definitely not. <laughs> there will be more Star Wars movies after this. I guarantee it. Hundred, like, uh, 100%. If people who say that there's not going to be any more Star Wars movies in Skywalker canon are absurd. That's absurd. No, they just bought the they just bought the rights. Also, heads up, everybody, Uh, if you're prone to seizures, um, there's going to be some photosensitive people or photosensitive uh, elements in this movie that could trigger trigger epilepsy. That was released today by Disney regarding Rise of Skywalker. I have no idea what it's talking about. They're turning the lightsaber on. Abundance of caution. That's uh, that's probably all it is. So. Anyway, um, yeah, that's basically it. I'm actually very, very, very interested in seeing how this movie ends. So. Yeah. Apparently they screened, uh, and I won't tell exactly how many endings they screened, but uh, it takes two hands to count how many endings they screened <laughs> of yeah. of this film. Uh, we'll see. Um, I have hope. I think J.J. Abrams... From what he was asked to do in Force Awakens, like, I don't blame that movie on J.J. Abrams necessarily. I blame it on Disney uh, for Force Awakens, and we'll get into that. But I, I really I really think that he has the chance to kind of we'll, make it better. We'll see. <laughs> to remedy it. So. I think we stop it now. We're at perfect 45 minutes. And With editing, it'll probably be a little longer. Yeah, bye. <laughs> anyway. Thank you guys for listening. Um, yeah, let's... I mean, we're, we're kind of closing yeah. in on the last few movies, but it's been fun. And I'm actually very excited about Rise of Skywalker. And yeah. um, I'm excited to see if my theory's right. I, I'm excited, too. I, I, right. I think so. We might have a preview podcast out. Yeah, maybe, maybe. maybe Thursday we'll drop that opening 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 morning. It could be interesting. Yep. Um, very so stay tuned for that. Uh, we can talk all about Connor's little theory. Oh, <laughs> yes. I'm so excited. All right. So, Thank you guys fun. for listening, as always. And until next time. Peace out.